Guys, how are we doing? And welcome to another episode of the Nick Lockwood Coaching Podcast. And today I want to go through a simple framework on how you can not only just get in shape, but just stay in shape year round. Because I know there's a lot of people listening right now who are thinking, oh, someone's coming up. I need to get back on my diet. I need to get back in the gym. I need to do something to sort this out. And I used to be like that. And it's just such a frustrating problem because what used to happen for me was I used to like try so hard get okay results, not really be happy to, with the results that I got, then got went back to square one. And just imagine how much better it would be to actually not just get in shape, finally get in shape, but stay in shape year round. How much more confidence, energy, and how much more enjoyable would the rest of your year be without needing to do this super restrictive, stressful diet process once again? So today I'm going to give you a really simple framework on what I did to break past that, then undo the wrongs I did for when I did it too restrictive and then bounce back again and the pro to get to myself and coach hundreds of others to get to a position where they can get in shape and just live in shape year round so getting straight into it the first one is going to be the expectations you have of yourself when I first started this years ago I was like I wanted to be shredded year round my expectation and my perception of what in shape was was absolute perfection. I wanted to see, I wanted to look down, see no rolls. I used to think a little bit of skin was rolls. I didn't want to see anything around my love handles. I wanted to have veins popping, all these sort of things. And little did I know that that level of body fat percentage I was actually shooting for was completely off, unrealistic, and not really what I wanted to do if I was able to get there. Because when you get to that sub 10% body fat, what you may see online, what you may see at the time I was seeing was fitness models, people getting on stage. There's bodybuilders even saying, like, oh, you need to be sub 10% to then, but all this sort of stuff. It's You probably don't want to do that. When you get to that percentage that you may see right now as perfect, it's not really a healthy place to be. It requires way more sacrifice, way more hours of cardio, way more training, way more restriction with the diet, way lower calories. I've been there and I've been seen people go through the process of getting even further than myself who do bodybuilding, who get on stage and do these sort of things. Energy is in a really bad place. They don't want to do anything else but eat and train. So I don't know about you, but I like being productive. I like going out and doing things. They didn't have energy to do that. And that is not a life I want to be in line with sometimes. Most of it, I don't want to be in line with that. Um, it requires more hours in the gym, more cardio, and it doesn't put you at a healthy place. Hormonally, energy-wise, food focus, and it sets you up for a bit of a recipe for long-term issues, I believe, unless you're someone who's very experienced at dieting. Where you do not, when I say this, your expectation is really individualized. This is all about you finding your level of where you are going to feel happy, whatever body fat percentage that is. This is not on me to tell you where you need to be. However, for myself and a lot of people who are looking at maybe the that extra um that extra level so for a guy maybe 12 to 14 percent is a great position to be body fat wise if you're looking to for to be in very lean female wise maybe anywhere from 14 to like 18 20 it could be that sort of stage because when you can get to that level you're going to be lean there's going to be some form of definition that you will happy be happy with it doesn't require impacting outside areas of your life to get to it is somewhere you can maintain 
hormonally you're going to be in a good place energy wise you're going to be in a good place and you're not going to be setting yourself up for detriment for food focus post there will be a few roles because that is actually normal there will be a, little, a lot of it skin there may be some bloat you may not be the sh- most shredded person there but for most people that is a place we can get to enjoy life have good energy and maintain with ease because when you can maintain the healthy levels of body fat year round you can feel good year round still look good year round focus on everything else year round and then if you want to diet again all you need to do is just go to the slightly lower end of the healthier stage you know rather than the unhealthy and that's what i believe is a good thing so first and foremost your expectations where do you really want to be and what are your expectations of that just make sure we're going for something that we want to do, not based on what we see online. And if and I've got people to those beyond places. If you get to a position where you're an experienced dieter and you know how to do it, then go for that next level. But just be careful. Number two will be the dietary side of things. Now, it all comes down to structure. And this is a framework that I use and everyone is different, but I coach my, a lot of my clientele through different approaches, depending on what they are. But this is a structure that I believe has worked and does work for most people that I work with. I saw someone use the terminology pyramid fasting. don't even know if that makes sense, but basically it's when you have less in the day and you save more calories at the end of the day. Um, because I've done the whole eating loads of small meals. It, it doesn't, I think for me, it actually makes me want to eat more because I'm thinking about it more. Then again, when I did intermittent fasting for a little bit at a time, I was way more food focused again, despite maybe the benefits you can get. So I was like, okay, like, what can I do here to actually just not be food focused, feel good, feel energized and stay on track and actually enjoy everything. So I'm going to give actual numbers here because I know people work well with numbers. It is where you have, so for me, four times a day, three meals and normally one, the thing is like calorie wise, it even works out maybe to be three to 400 cows, but like from like, from like snack variations, maybe. And what happens here is I'm going to go with numbers. Say the goal here is 2000 calories. I'm going to say 2000 calories. We have four, four, three meals within the day that are around that 400 mark. So three smaller meals of 400 cows, and I'm aiming for 30 grams of minimum protein within each. That way, not too filling, where I'm going to be tired and sluggish after, not be able to focus on my work, not going to be able to focus, want to just sit down, not be productive. And when you get more tired, you don't want to move, you don't do your steps, you, have, you get bored, want to eat more. So I'm still eating frequently. So I'm always thinking about food. Mentally, that takes a good box. I'm not hungry. Two, protein is getting ticked off regularly. And I do think if you're going to be into the gym quite a lot, you, you may as well be trying to make the most of protein synthesis uh, to maximize to a, as great an extent we can. And also make sure you're ticking the boxes for the day rather than saving it for one big meal later in the day. So it's going to allow you to tick the box of mentally, not feeling too hungry, physically not feeling too hungry, not going to be feeling too slow, ticking off your protein. And then that gives you way more food flexibility for the evening. So say your goal is to, um, you're doing the three, 400 meals, 400 calorie meals. You then have, that's 1200. You then have 800 calories to make up that 2000 for the evening. That's loads of flexibility. There's loads of flexibility. And then when you're maintaining per se, and you'll say 2,500, you could maybe bump the meals up to 500 per, but then you still, you know, 15, you have a thousand. That means you can have a dinner, then a snack after, or you can like introduce something else. And I just find that that structure there works really well because what you have there is a deficit and your maintenance. It's the same structure. You don't need to change things. And when you're dieting, 
it is actually very easy to stick to because you are ticking all those boxes and that you're not feeling deprived. Then when you're maintaining, the exact same thing goes. It's just the same. You just have a bit more flexibility, which is what the difference between dieting and maintaining slash gain, gaining a little bit is really is. And when it comes to those three like lower 400 calorie meals, they are meals I can do within under 10 minutes within super, super convenient and easy. I don't like always saying what I do because one, it's not very interesting. And two, like you guys all have your own food preferences, but it could be like, you could be easy, okay. It could be like things that you could pop in. Oh man, we even got air fryers these days, which is pretty crazy. But it's a protein sauce with like an Uncle Ben's. It could be like a bagel with some eggs or some chicken or something like that. Some or we could go to you could go to the stores and get the healthy ready meals, which are under which are that then within those calorie numbers. And then under that, when you're on the go, you can just grab and go and get things easy within those numbers. But I often will have. It could even be the old famous protein. Oh, it's protein in yogurt, you know? Even now, like you can get like two protein yogurts, which would be like something like 320 cal and you'll be getting like 40 grams of protein and it's like always tastes pretty good as well, you know? Uh, that could be a variation. Or even you could use a protein ice cream after. But like, anyway, going off tangent here. Uh, if you have those three meals, lower cal, 400-ish or so, focusing on quality for a minimum of two, like you want to focus on quality food. So you're ticking your protein and nutrition off. They are cooked within under 10 minutes. So I'm not to think about it. I just get on with my day. And I've had like two or three different variations I can have. Then in the evening is where you can be a bit more creative, where you can be focused on what you're doing. You can go out if you want. You have that flexibility. And I found that's been a great stretch up. The third one is going to be your training. Now, with your training, the first thing you need to do is what is realistic within your schedule that you can stick to for like just all of the time each and every week. So then there's periods you can adapt. For a lot of people, if you say to yourself, I'm going to do three to four days per week of intensive workouts, resistance-based, that is going to work. Then there is periods in the year where things are really busy and you're doing your three. There's times in the year where things we can do four. And maybe if you have another, if you're a bit more push going into things, you could even do the five. But three is the maintenance. The reason I say that is, realistic expectations if you do something silly and you're doing six or seven days per week as soon as that is done it's going to be hard to maintain when things get too busy so what can i realistically achieve and i always think if you do like about three to four four workouts per week it is enough to maintain within doesn't matter how busy the working week is you can see phenomenal progress you're going to recover well and you're going to mentally be more stimulated because you're not in there too much you're going to get to the end of each and every week, feel good about yourself for ticking the boxes. You're never going to feel like you're missing anything or letting anything down. You're letting yourself down or anyone else down, maybe, if you said you're doing the goal to them. That is going to allow you to stay on track year round because your expectations are managed and you can work hard, recover, and enjoy that process and then adapt as you go. And physiologically, I would say doing three to four is you can work hard, recover, and probably see better results. So when you are feeling good, picking boxes, physiologically like in a good spot, seeing progress, always hitting your workouts. You're going to enjoy it, be more motivated and see the changes you want. And it's going to be something you want to stick. So you need to keep that in place. And what we want to do within those workouts is we want to be tracking for the majority of the time. There's times in the year where you don't need to track your workouts. I don't even track all my workouts now, but I would say be tracking your workouts. The phases where you don't need to, like certain holidays, etc. But 
what we want to do is once we have uh we get to our healthy level where we want to be body fat percentage wise we're using that dietary structure so we know how to maintain it and once we're tracking our workouts we're trying to progressively overload get a bit stronger add a few more reps when we can that's going to allow us to stay in shape and actually build some decent muscle when you're first starting out by tracking your workouts you're going to see more progress to keep you more motivated to get to the gym make better choices away from it but then afterwards it's going to keep you motivated because you're maintaining more calories seeing more progress for a while then it's going to allow you to make the changes that you really want to make then once you've done that you can also tweak things up like majority of people here want to build a leaner physique so it's wise to at the maintenance level you can then be focused on progressive overload and that's where you're going to build that lean muscle but you can also change goals for example if you want to do a more of a running event you can reduce the weights down slightly but change one of those workouts from a more running based or if you want to do a strength goal you can just focus on pushing your strength if you want to do an event or any form of event uh, you can adapt that but you know how you know where's a healthy spot for you. You know how to maintain it through your diet. You have the minimum training you need to maintain the physique. Then you can adapt your training routine to then go and pursue another goal if that's what you would like to do. After the training, the next point is your cardio. Now, cardio, a lot of people jump on cardio to burn body fat. I do. It's not the most efficient way. It's going to make you more hungry. It's not going to change your physique. And most people want a higher metabolism to look a bit more better. So it's good in addition, but it's not the main thing we should be doing. If you want to optimize getting your best results in terms of like stripping body fat, building a leaner physique, and actually just feeling good daily, uh, hormonally, it's going to set you in a great place. Then you can add some cardio around that because there is benefits. I'm not against it, but it's just not the most efficient way for most people. Um, but it's all about positive association. Start with steps. It is output. It is an intensive cardio. It's low impact, but it's daily movement. Find a positive association. For me, right now, this doesn't need to be you. I think get my steps in in the morning with a half calf, half decaf coffee because I'm trying not to be too stimulated. But as soon as I wake up, I'm trying to do the famous like delay your caffeine a little bit later. But this works quite well where, where I am at this present moment. Um, that in the sun, end up doing a lap of the park, hopefully when sun is coming up is a great way to start my day. And the reason it's a positive association is because I always feel good when I come back. Um, I can either listen to something, which I like, which I'm involved in listening to at the time. I want to learn more about, or we have so many bloody podcasts these days with like interviews where there's people I'm interested in listening to. It could be nothing. Sometimes I like just walking around and just letting my mind process. If I'm stressed, I even voice note myself something. If there's something I need to sort out or voice note it. So I remember it's like it's like a form of like journaling. Do you know what I mean? There's sort of things you could do. Uh, and then in the eve, I always, at lunch, I just do it to move because I don't like sitting down for too long. But then uh, at the end of the day, I like doing it as a disconnect in the, uh, between the end of the day to the eve. So it's like once I finish my working day, that's me done. I'll go, even, honestly, even if it's up and down the end of the road, I'll do it. Gets me out of the house. Fresh air, walk back, shower chill but building a positive association when it comes to things like the actual cardio um it, it could be just you want to a lot of the time i think trying to do something that you're going to enjoy that you're not going to think about burning calories so when i was doing like a bit more running for example it was i was enjoying listening to music in the morning on sunrise when it was nice weather that was what i was looking forward to it was helping me burn a ton of cows but i wasn't really thinking about burning calories it, then I've been doing recently at this present moment, it's been doing a bit of pad work, not been doing box exercise because for me, sometimes when I step into a class, I'm like, I want to learn the skill more for me, the class, I'm like, I don't know what I'm like getting out of it. I know a lot of people enjoy it. So if you do just go to it, but for me right now, I like, I'm, 
I've enjoyed doing a bit of one-to-one pad work because I'm learning the skill. So for me, I'm burning a ton of cows, doing my cardio heart rates up. I'm learning something new. Then if I want to go into like a class, I actually know more about what I'm doing. You know, uh, a lot of people could, it could be joining a sport. It could be playing football. It could be playing paddle, squash, tennis, um, all of these sort of things. So when it comes to cardio, I would say cardio is great for health. Cardio is great for burning cows. Try and just find a positive association of doing it that you would try and that you could do year round without thinking, oh, I need to do this to burn calories. That helps. The last one is the weekend flexibility. This is the biggest downfall for most people because most people want to get in shape. They want to enjoy the gym. They want to enjoy fitness. They want it to be an important part of their routine, but they want to enjoy balance. When I say balance, balance isn't doing self-sabotaging habits. Balance is enjoying going out. Balance is in doing things with your family and friends and just enjoying that connection because want who wants to be in shape and just stay inside, man? I was that guy. It's not very fun, <laughs> you know? So what I would say is, to get balance, I've done the whole restrictive nature where I was too restrictive in the week. It made me blow out on a weekend. So I just couldn't control my cravings. I just wanted it. And I just felt I was so stressed. It was just because I, I was so, if I was stressed, I was restrictive in the week. Then I'd go out on a weekend. I just naturally do it more. But if you follow the principles I said about within the week, you've got a few meals per day that you enjoy. They taste all right. And you've got that food flexibility. You're not really going to want to blow out as much because you're not as restricted. Yeah, there's environments which may make you want to, but you probably won't want to as much. But a simple way to do this is if you take off 10 to 20% of your calories five days a week, I'm going to keep this simple as a Monday to Friday example, because you could do Monday low, Tuesday high, Wednesday low, Friday high, Saturday high, whatever. But let's just go really simple. Monday for Friday is five days, and then you have two days on a weekend. So say you subtract 200 calories Monday through Friday, then you have 1000 calories play up on a weekend that could be spread out in two, that could be one bigger day. Um, or one six hundred one four hundred the next. You want to focus on here is weekly targets because that is what matters. Not the day to day, not the specifics, the habits, and what you do daily matters. But if you're looking at a weekly target, it is definitely going to allow you to live in shape. So that means that extra thousand calories you can put to use for more of a meal out, a drink or two, not getting smashed all the time it's going to happen of course but not all the time not fitting junk within but more flexibility to go out and enjoy yourself your family and friends when you are doing that not as restricted in the week having a bit more balance on a weekend and enjoying it not feeling too restricted you're going to want to stick to what you're doing but more importantly you're going to want to make better choices because you're not as deprived that's the main thing because when people hear this calorie thing about a bit more high on the weekend they just fit a bit. They think it's like fitting junk and it's no, it's not. You're going to have more flexibility, which you learn to enjoy, but then stops you wanting to have more excess to the detriment of your habits. The thing to remember when you're dieting, those calories, even in the balance weekends are going to be low. It's not 1000 calories, five days a week and one day at 3000 because you're going to feel awful. They're still going to be lower. But then when you're maintaining, it's a little bit higher. So on the weekdays, it lifts a little bit higher. On the weekend, it's a tiniest bit higher. And you're just maintaining, but without too much detriment, you know? So there's still going to be a bit of pull. But when you have that as a weekly structure and learn how to balance that, that's going to allow you to enjoy the process more of getting in shape and staying in shape. So guys, I hope that was useful. Just to recap, your expectations, first and foremost. What are you really trying to achieve? Is it suited to you and your goals? And are you willing to do what it takes to get to where that is? There's no problem if you don't want to be, if you don't want to get to a certain level, but working hard, yes. To get to a stage where you're going to be happy, yes. And somewhere you can maintain, yes. 
Secondly, the dietary structure, the pyramid fasting, whatever that person said, where you just have a couple of lower calories in the meals in the day, a select number for yourself where you can rotate the meals, takes 10 minutes to cook. Mentally, you're eating. Physically, you're not so hungry. You're hitting your protein. And then and you've got energy to be mentally, cognitively productive and energized, not feeling too sluggish. Then you have food flexibility for the evening when you sit down and enjoy you could easy to do in deficit with obviously a little bit more of a push, easy to do when maintaining. Thirdly, the training, realistic expectations of your week. How many days per week can you always train? You can maneuver that up one, you can pull that back down one if needs be. We want to be, then we can have, um, that should be predominantly strength training based. Work hard, recover, work hard, recover physiologically get the best results possible, mentally enjoy being in the gym, but also manage your expectations on a busy working week so that you can manage it all within your current lifestyle. And if you can't do three or four, two is okay. I believe most people can do more than two, but if you if that's it, that's it. it's what's manageable within your working week yearly, then you can tweak it. Then you can change the goal. With the training, tracking what you're doing. When you're first starting tracking, it's going to get you motivated. You're going to see that progress. It's going to make you enjoy it more. Once you've got to a maintenance period, still track. Because you're probably going to see your strength gains go up, which you'll enjoy. Just when, if you haven't been doing it for a while, you're going to see some more muscle being built with maintenance calorie, more than maintenance sort of calories. Um, and that's going to be a great place. And then you can tweak from there. You don't always need to track, but I think it's essential for certain stages of the journey. The cardio, positive associations with your steps, do something with the steps that makes you want to do them more, or at least have a placebo in terms of why you're doing it. Cardio wise, Find a way you would like to do it without feeling like it's to burn calories. Join, if it's a bit of running, don't make sure it's nothing too crazy that's going to impact your results, but do it in like, make sure it's a positive association, the music, the feel-good factor. If it's learning the new skill like I was doing uh, recently with the learning the pads, whether it's joining a sports team, playing football, going to paddle, badminton, whatever it may, try and incorporate your cardio in a way that, yeah, burns calories, doesn't impact your goal, but it's going to hurt you. But it's something you'd want to do year round. You're going to enjoy it. Then when it comes to the weekend balance, little, so subtract 10, 10 to 20% of your calories five days a week, add them onto the weekend and keep positive habits in just a bit more flexibility. And when you maintain after your diet, you're going to have lower end of your maintenance in the week, higher end of the maintenance on the weekend. And that way you still have that balance. And if you use those principles, I guarantee not only is it going to make it easier for you to get in shape, but it's going to make it so easy to stay in shape. These are the principles I'm, I currently use for myself. I've coached hundreds of people through to get epic results and stay in shape. Uh, there's no one size fits all. Some people are different. There's different tweaks you can make to that process. Everything that I've said there, you can like take the principles, but adapt. But I really do believe these are good pr principles to live by, to not only just get in shape, make it way easier, um, then stay in shape and live your life around after. So guys, I hope you took some value from that. Let me know what you took the most value from. If you did, drop me a message on my Instagram, nick.lockwood.01, just with the word podcast and anything you want to chat through. If there's anything you want to chat through further in general, please do. But I really appreciate anyone that's listening. I really, really do mean that. I hope you have an absolutely incredible day, evening, weekend, weekday, whatever the day may be. And I'll speak to you very, very soon.